0: This is Eric with the Eric Wayne Band. Just wanted y'all to welcome out to Rock at Night. Yeah,
1: yeah, are you ready? <laughs> hey, tonight I'm gonna take you on a little trip. We're going down south by the mighty Mississippi. I'm gonna take you to a place where that's never damned. Bring your mother, your brother, and your best friend. I'm gonna show you.
2: Our guest today is the very talented musician, singer-songwriter from Southern Virginia. He's been successful in creating a band with roots in country, rock and roll, and my personal favorite, Southern Rock. These guys have been prolific this year, opening up for Colt Ford, and Chris Jansen, winning the Battle of the Bands, and entertaining crowds and fans at venues all over the place. Their schedule doesn't seem to be clearing up anytime soon, though. Please join me in welcoming Eric Wayne from The Eric Wayne Band to the Rocket Knight Airwaves. Eric, welcome to the how show. Hey, how are we doing? <laughs> Good. How are you doing today?
0: Uh, we're, we're doing just fine. We're doing just fine. Thank you for having us out here.
2: That's awesome. I'm so glad that we were able to get this together. So, um, you've been in this musical group since 2019. I was reading that you were a duo first, like in 2016. Yes, so, I am. yeah. So, when did your first EP come out and what was that process like? Uh,
0: well, we started out as a duo, an acoustic duo with uh, myself and the lead guitar player, Derek Kelly. And, uh, him and I just started playing around and, and really writing songs together. And then, uh, it came to notice that we, you know, we were actually doing something with it. So, uh, we brought on the rest of the band and started working on the originals and, um, ended up, uh, started, started out with getting in a studio and, uh, just working out the kinks of things and, and really getting down to perfection. And, um, everything came out wonderful. We used uh, final track studios in Roanoke, Virginia, and, uh, really got our really got our songs going i mean it was it was amazing how quickly they came about um we went in the studio and i think in i think about five
2: or six hours um we had three songs out and and ready to have produced and and mastered so uh it was really really exciting that's awesome three songs and um so you mentioned final track studios like what was the how did that all come about like do you know somebody there like how does like walk me through that
0: and i don't know if many musicians know but you know in, in Roanoke, virginia they have a, a couple festivals throughout the year and uh they have the blue ridge music festival which is usually a, a lot of the, the country artists come out to and they have the uh, more of the um i guess like the battle of the bands type festivals and things like that where they have more of local talents coming in and uh so actually, the producer of the studio of Final Track Studios, he actually uh, books for that event, uh, for one of those events at least. And um, so he had contacted Brian, our drummer, and uh, and told him, you know, he would love to get us in the studio and love to work with us a little bit. And uh, but he first booked us as a acoustic trio because he didn't know much about us. And we played the show. We played, a, I think it was about a forty five minute to an hour set. Uh, with just an acoustic trio and it ended up uh, turning out into something a lot bigger. Um, Skip, the head master chief of Final Track Studios, uh, contacted us and had us coming back out and record some of the songs that he heard at the event. Um, and He was just great to work with. He's a wonderful guy. The studio's is great um, and it really helped out that it was in Roanoke uh, where we're all based out of so we didn't have to travel far.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. So <clears throat> you guys have a, like I said, a pretty busy tour schedule coming up. I was looking, you guys are, are going, like in January, I think you're going to go all the way down south to North Carolina. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So how have the lockdowns, I have to ask, like how have the lockdowns affected you all as a band and, and how have they affected you guys like personally? Well... Well, let's let's start with
0: the band first, and then we'll break it down to personal, because uh, our, our, main, our main head uh, master chief on the drum set, uh, Brian McKee, just showed up, so I'm sure he would love to get an input on, on personal effects. <laughs> sure. But uh, with the band, I mean, it's, it's taken a huge toll. I mean, as any artist or musician knows, you know, it, it really has changed the, the name of the game. I mean, it went from there's all of these music venues available to uh, not having a venue to play in. And so uh, when it when it first hit, when COVID first hit, um, we we really didn't know what to do um, because nobody knew what was going to happen. Um, so we started doing little online videos, live streams, and things like that um, to I mean to, to maintain our audience and, and to keep them busy with, with watching us. And um, it really ended up turning out a lot better than we thought. The live streams were huge. I mean, and as you can see, you know. As any musician sees, or anybody who listens to music, they can really um, uh, show a lot more with live streams nowadays than they could in the past. Um, so yeah, really with the band, it's it's really hit us hard with just live performances. Yeah. Um, booking. Other than that, I mean, we've been trying to book as much as possible still, even during this pandemic. And there's, there's a couple places, you know, in, in Virginia that, that continue to book, which is great. We love that. You know, we hope they stay safe and we hope, you know, we stay safe as well. But mostly we've had to push out of the state of Virginia to actually get to live performance shows, um, which has affected us pretty hard.
2: Yeah, and, you know, from what I understand, that's really, like, like live live performances is really where you're you're getting the bulk of your revenue like sure oh, yeah. yeah writing and so and that, I think that's something that um you know the audience doesn't understand quite well um right. which I find interesting and we'll get to this a little later because you you did mention live stream and your um you you definitely have a social media presence so we'll we'll get to that but did you guys have um were you guys that prolific in social media before the lockdowns or, or did that just come about as a result of? It actually, I
0: would, I would say a result of. Uh, more just the fact of, um, I mean, like, like you said, you know, we started the full band in 2019 and we were just an acoustic duo before that. And so uh, really pushing the social media during this time I mean, people can't go out. So we had a lot of our fans contact us and say, you know, you you guys have literally gotten us through this pandemic and we can't thank you enough. And we love watching the live streams, even if it's a stream from, from a dirty old basement that we're playing in. You know, I mean, people are just loving it. So um, the social media has definitely gotten a lot bigger for us over this pandemic, which I guess is a good thing to come out of this. Um, but then again, you know, 20, it's 2020, so everybody's getting hit pretty hard.
2: Mhm. Yes. And so, do we have do we have Brian there yet? Uh yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. yes, we do. Hi, Brian. This is Anna Marie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Ronnie's running>. hold <laughs> on, oh.
0: he's just he's the
2: bathroom. Oh, geez, <laughs> great. <Thank you. clears throat> No, because you wanted me to. You wanted me to save the second part of my question about how um, the lockdowns have affected you. The first part was how it's affected your band, and you explained that. And then the second part of my question was how have the lockdowns affected you personally? Oh,
0: that's what I'm to Okay,
2: hey. Hey, Hey, Brian. Me personally, I guess. Speaking of that. For me, this is how I actually get most of my income, is I'm a,
1: I'm a musician, mostly with Eric, and then I do some like freelance stuff on the side. So basically, ever since the whole pandemic hit, I've been stuck, personally, me kind of doing like odd jobs and stuff like that, because I'm a grad student, too. So it kind of hit hard for me. I know the rest of the guys kind of got hit kind of the same way with their actual jobs other than the music.
2: Yeah, I hear you i hear you so um has anything like come out creatively we were talking about your social media presence and it's it's it seems to be really strong i mean that's how we became introduced anyway um but like creative your creative process how has how have the lockdowns affected your creative process like have any new songs come about because of it yeah
0: oh, just starting out with that three song EP at the beginning of this pandemic. Um, we've came out with total of now we have 10 more originals than we than we had prior that we're trying to get in the studio and work on right now. So it's actually it's, it's improved and really enhanced our uh, creativity and writing and just you know, performing and, and getting comfortable with everything.
2: That's awesome. That's awesome. So <clears throat> your song "Looking" has, yeah. has it hasn't been released yet. I love that song. What was the Thank ins- you. yeah? What was the inspiration for it?
0: That's that's actually hilarious that you said that. So uh, <laughs> a lot of people ask me what that one's about because I tell everybody about it. It's got a good backstory to it. But uh, when uh, I first met my wife, um, we went out on a on a date and we went to this winery event. And at the winery event, it was, you pay a flat rate, and it was all you could drink. So, any woman, what do they do? They find the person that, that pours the most, right? <laughs> pours the biggest glass of wine, right? <laughs> right. And uh, I'll never forget, there were, uh, I, you know, we had probably been dating for a couple weeks at that time, and you know, I didn't know her too much. And uh, next thing you know, she gets up on stage, it was, a, it was a dueling piano bar, and next thing you know, she's up on stage with a tambourine, she has no musical talent whatsoever. I love her to death, but she has no musical talent whatsoever. And I remember just sitting down looking at her and I'm saying, you know, I've been looking for a girl like you for quite some time now. And <laughs> uh, that's how Looking came about.
2: That's awesome. When when should we expect that to be released? Because I only heard the acoustic version.
0: Uh, that should. We want to try to get it out by next summer. Okay. Um but I mean, who knows with this pandemic? We never know. I mean, there's, like I said, a lot of things are closed, and a lot of studios aren't open. So uh, we're looking to try to get in with. Time. That's pretty funny. We're looking <laughs> to uh, to get to get into a studio and really really get this music out to out to our fans. Wow,
2: um, you know, I didn't even think about that. Like some, like most of the studios where you guys would actually lay down your tracks aren't aren't even available to you guys. That's. Yeah. So then you
0: <laughs> living out in the country in the mountains where we uh <laughs> we we find people that have little studios in their house and things like that but, but to get the full band in there it's it's been pretty rough.
2: Yeah, to be you have no choice then to be creative and, and keep writing more stuff. Exactly right. <laughs> where did I hear the cicadas? You guys were in a backyard and there were and you were playing the harmonica, correct, Brian? Because you, you also play the harmonica.
0: Uh yeah I do.
2: Okay, and so I we was. Like
0: to, we like to tell people he's a walking circus act because <laughs> he does absolutely everything. He's unreal.
2: Really? What else? What else does he play?
1: Um, I play drums, a lot of different ethnic hand drums that usually require a bunch of different kind of like um, styles and stuff to do. Guitar, harmonica, bass, vocals, kind of anything I get my hands on.
2: That's awesome. So you you mentioned ethnic hand drums, like. I, you know, it's obvious who, where your roots are, but I always like to hear, like, who your influences are.
1: Uh, I'm, uh, actually, I am a jazz and Latin trained musician, as, as that's where kind of like my actual school, I guess, whatever, for about a year or so it comes in.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then I just randomly kind of was on a lull for music for, I think I hadn't played in about a year, and I, kind of new Derek and just asked if I could sit in with hand drums and then it kind of ran from there and then basically I'll just come to Eric with a new instrument just tell him I got an idea and then I'll just show up to the gig with a new instrument.
2: So who is your favorite Latin musician? Mm,
1: uh, <laughs> I know. Okay. a hard one. Uh, depending on the instrument I have to say mm-hmm. um, I'm a big Afro-Cuban guy and or any Afrobeat, which my probably my favorite Afrobeat musician is probably tony allen he just died this past year oh wow um giant fan of his group that's an american group named Antibalus love them um probably those are two of my biggest ones my biggest influence musically is probably uh jacko pastorius the jazz bass player mm-hmm He's gotta be probably one of my top musicians, him and Dennis Chambers, I would say.
2: That's awesome. I, I asked because my, my roots are in um our Cuban roots as well. So oh, are. Yeah, so I, I love the Afro Cuban I think Afro Cuban music actually influences a lot more than what people think. So I I'd love to my ears perked up when you said that um so who do you guys have like on your music apps now like who are you guys listening to lately
0: uh i mean really anything i mean we are open to any any musician or any type of genre a lot of people the main question that we get is you know can y'all can y'all play you know Say, you obviously get the wagon wheel and the Garth Brooks, but you also, you know, we get people that that request, you know, Tyler Childers, and then you start pushing the things where people start asking for Prince mm-hmm. and Queen and, and things like that. And we love, we all are musicians, we all love to play music. And so, you know, we don't want to, I guess, limit ourselves, is a good word for it. Limit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we try to play anything, I mean, from Prince to Queen to Harry Styles, I mean, you name it. But our main genres would be Southern Rock, that country Rock, Southern Rock vibe. Mm. Um, but we're open to anything. Yeah,
2: that's great. No, I did catch your um, your cream. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. That was really great. Um, yeah. A so, lot of people didn't expect that one. A lot of people what? didn't expect that one no that was completely unexpected so for our listeners you guys have to check out their version their acoustic version of cream you can find it on youtube and instagram um so yeah so my next question here like i caught the band's appearance at the harvester performance center yeah so tell me a little bit more about that experience well
0: the harvester is the performance center it's down in franklin county virginia and i would say that's one of our top uh, very professional music venues that you see a lot of country artists and more of the folk artists um, coming through Franklin County. And, um, it's, and that was just literally caught off guard. Um, they had just started doing live streams for local artists, and we reached out and they um, immediately contacted us back. All of the, and the sound engineers and uh, everybody down at the Harpster were great. Um, performing down there was pretty fun because they had two different screens up um, we're used to again we're used to you know live streaming in, in a bar or a basement not this really nice <laughs> stage with these all these setups and, and, and videos and stuff like that so they had projector screens on each side of us that we could see if you were watching the, the, uh, the live stream we could see you watching it <laughs> so it was it was really cool because you could talk talk to the the fans that are watching you know and and you could see where they were really enjoying uh, us performing it was really nice really nice
2: that's awesome and when did that take place was that that was recent too right the summer uh
0: yeah around about right before the summer I I would say I mean it was right when this pandemic first hit Mm so I think I, I guess it would be March
2: oh wow so, yeah, that was early on. So how yeah. much how much exposure do you think you guys got from that? Uh, it being with
0: COVID just hitting and everybody was kind of freaking out in Virginia, um, trying to figure out whether they need to close their bars or close their restaurants or establishments. Uh, it, it definitely was huge for us because mm-hmm. um, we hadn't been performing down in Franklin County much, maybe at a, a brewery or two um, acoustically. So it was nice to actually let them hear our real sound and, and our, our full band show, um, and it, it really it really helped us out with social media presence.
2: That's great. Do you think you guys will be doing um, the Harvester again? Oh yeah, we, we talked to a couple of sound engineers and they they told us when
0: we stepped off, you know, you'll be back. Don't worry, you'll be back. So it was it was it was a really good feeling to hear that.
2: That 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 is always awesome. What um what other like big venues do you guys have coming up or do you, um what's on your wish list if if you don't have them booked already what would be on your wish list? Uh I mean obviously any music venue at this
0: point because not really many things are open. Mm-hmm. Um so just getting back into performing the live live shows and and the people um would be big but uh at this moment we have we've been talking with the uh, I guess the owner of the Dr. Pepper park, um, Wayne Anderson and the Dr. Pepper Park is a, is a music venue, outdoor music venue in Roanoke, Virginia. And, uh, that's where we opened up for Colt Ford and, uh, and she's been contacting us and saying that, you know, she's booking some, some major acts in 2021 that, um, she's looking for us to open for. So we're really excited for that. And, uh, Really excited to, at the end of this month, December 19th, we're actually in Raleigh, North Carolina at Tin Roof, um, which we're really excited about as well.
2: Yeah, that's great. That, that's kind of, I mean, people think of the South as all being clumped together, but that is kind of a truck for you guys, right? You, you guys piling up into a tour bus?
0: <laughs> following up to get the tour bus or a truck or a, a car or whatever whatever you can get into really. But uh, yeah, it's about three, three and a half hours. Okay. Uh, but but for us that's not too bad. I mean we're willing to travel anywhere and everywhere as long as you know it's 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 a good it's a good way to get us out there and, and enjoy it.
2: What's the furthest you guys have gone so far? Uh,
0: so far I would say Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Charlotte so far, yeah. We're just kind of branching out now.
2: Yeah. I get it, I get it. I mean, it. it it's, when I read that you guys had just started in 2019 and then, you know, 2020 has basically just been this crazy mashed up roller coaster for everyone. Yeah. And I just – I saw, like, you guys just still kept at it, and that that's really good. It's, it's really nice. I think it's inspiring um, for other people to see. And you guys even mentioned that your fans have thanked you for, you know, keeping up on social media. So that's my next question. Like, what – and my cat's on top of my questions. That's awesome. So <laughs> what are like the best, you know, what would you say is the best thing about having a presence on social media and, and what are what are some of the challenges that you guys are facing and, and kind of, you know, overcoming when it comes to social um, media? With social media? Mm-hmm. Um, well, having a social media presence is, is key. And especially nowadays with everything, you know, technology
0: is progressing, everything's progressing. So having a social media presence helps with everything, uh, with trying to become a musician, with getting your songs out there, um, just talking to your fans, engaging with your fans, um, letting them know where you're going to be at. Um, So it's a huge part, especially in booking as well. Um, you know when you, you contact places and, and they're wondering you know who, who are these people you know and they look up your social media presence they see oh you know you've been in Charlotte you know you've been opening up the for Colt Ford you've been you've been playing at all these bars you know it's a huge huge factor in, in being a musician um, but the the biggest factor I think that we've been having with um, I guess troubleshooting with with social media would would just be you um, I guess reaching out to people outside of the East Coast. Mm. Um, a lot of people on the East Coast, you know, they're, they're looking in, in Virginia, they're looking in North Carolina, they're looking in South Carolina, they're seeing who's open up for things. But, you know, people down in, you know, California and Arizona and Colorado, you know, we haven't had too much engagement with them. So I think that's our, our biggest Flaw right now with social media is we're not reaching out to them, and, and we would love to, you know.
2: So what's your what's your goal uh, to expand with social media? Would you count that? Um, would you count that to be a part of it? Like trying to reach out to potential fans.
0: Definitely, definitely. I mean, most definitely. We, I mean, that would be a major goal to just continue to build and and honestly continue to do what we love to do, and and see people's excitement about what we're doing. I mean that's just that's the top thing.
2: Yeah, that that's awesome. So, uh, getting a little personal again, like tell me, tell me what makes you all groove as a band. Like, do you guys hang out together? Um, have Thanksgiving together? Like, what what goes on <laughs> at the Eric Wayne band? <laughs> so
0: yeah, uh, I don't know if you've seen Brian's hair, but I I, I tend to brush it quite often. All- no, I'm just, I'm just kidding.
2: Really.
0: <laughs> Yeah, we have we have braiding parties. Up there. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, we actually, uh, I actually grew up with Derek Kelly, the lead guitar player. Um, I grew up with him, you know, playing sports and things like that. And then uh, he contacted me after after college, and, and really we just started, you know, getting together and playing music. And then, like Brian said, you know, he knew Derek from the gym and just contacted him, and he came out to a show and saw us play just a duo. And next thing you know, Brian's in the band. And I think it's all just about, you know. I guess enjoying each other's presence, we don't, we don't really hang out outside of being musicians. I mean, if we're around each other, we're, we're playing an instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're not, then we're having a beer or two. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I that's, that's about it. I mean, it's not like we go over there and he hangs out with me and my wife or anything like that. But we, we, we're always playing music together.
2: Just a couple of guys hanging out Just with a the guitar.
0: <laughs> Bro time. Yeah,
2: I get it. So, have you always? Have, did you grow up um, in a musical family? Like, what what got you into this?
0: Yeah. So, myself, um, I I grew up in a family. My father was a drummer. My mother was a bass uh, player, and my brother was a drummer as well. So, what was the next step for me? I started out playing piano, and uh, actually progressed to the guitar. And um, just playing around, I mean, we were literally playing on Thanksgivings and Christmas. Uh, it's, it's like we got our own family band. It's it's unreal. But uh, th- I think that's what really pushed me, I guess, to becoming a musician and actually enjoying it and seeing the
2: the uh, enjoyment that comes out of it. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it's just, I don't know. So yes, I, I guess I did grow up in a musically inclined family.
2: What um, What about the rest of the guys in the band?
0: I did not grow up in a
1: musically inclined family. I'm actually the only musician in my family.
2: <laughs> What's um, that like? <laughs> it's kind of different.
1: I grew up in a really, really kind of rural kind of upbringing. So real country, real, everybody kind of like worked on cars and milk stuff and kind of stuff like that. It was just real labor. And I did that, but I always had, like, a real love for the arts. Even from, like, when I was a little kid, I used to draw any kind of, like, art medium. I would try to get my hands on and try to work with. And as I got older, I just kind of gradually found music. I think I picked up drums the first year of high school, and it was just something that kind of naturally came to me. And then I just started picking up different instruments as I could.
2: Yeah. Well, that's awesome.
0: Uh, Derek Kelly, he actually, Derek and Frank Hatfield, uh, Frank's the bass player, but uh, Derek Kelly—he actually, he's been—he's <laughs> just great at everything. Growing up, he was—he was awesome at everything, and uh, he actually started out as, as being a drummer and then picked up a lead guitar and just started shredding on it. And then, uh, he's just unreal. He blows my mind every time I—every time I see him play. But uh, Frank Hatfield actually, Frank—I, I I'm not sure if Frank grew up in a musically inclined family. But him and his wife and his family that he he has right now is is very, very, very talented uh, when it comes to uh, the arts. Um, He also works at a music shop in Christiansburg, Virginia. And so that's that's pretty sweet for us. That helps us out a lot. I bet.
2: (laughs) I bet you can break out some, and maybe not record, but just break out some instruments there and, and record something quick for Instagram. Have you
0: been following us
2: around? Yes, I've been following you guys. That's, <laughs> That's something that we're trying to do. Yes, I, I I'm actually, you know, I'm quite impressed by by what you guys are, are producing and putting out there and um I, I love being able to get to meet and, you know, interview bands as they're first starting out. Um is it's just so always such an interesting story to me, like the origin stories, like we you know, where
0: they come from and, where, where, where doing and things
2: like that yeah absolutely yeah, and, and absolutely. I and I like I said I know I'm probably repeating myself but it is such an inspiration to see a group of a group of guys a group of talented guys um, with a schedule as strong as yours right now um, thank you we appreciate it yeah especially you know during these times so yeah, the, yeah. The, it's a good thing and you guys should feel accomplished for it so i I just have a couple more questions because um, I don't want this to to take up too much of your time, but so you know what's next for you guys like what you know I, of course we're we're looking at the pandemic, but what what's next like what are your aspirational goals?
0: our, our goals are, are always to do do this for a living I mean like I, like I told you earlier, you know we we work separate jobs outside of, of being musicians and performing. And so uh, I, all of our goals are always to, to perform for a living and, and to travel and, and to uh, as push, push pretty much as, as much music as we can. I mean, we enjoy it. A lot of people ask us, you know, well, how do you go from a nine-to-five job every day to, you know, going to a bar late night and playing for three or four hours? And I, I tell them all the time, I said, it's what we love to do. You know, I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not a chore. It's not a job. We, we love to do that and um you can see it with our music and and if you ever get a chance to see us live i mean the energy is just unreal um so our our major goal is just, is just to be able to do it for a living
2: yeah that's that's awesome and i i totally hear you um doing doing this what you love as far as like that creative outlet it it doesn't yeah. feel like a job and uh, one bit yeah, I hear a lot of musicians say that and I think that's a, a big driving force. Um yeah. and yes, of course I would love to see you guys live. I'd love to photograph you guys live. That that would be uh, my that would be my goal for twenty twenty one. Let's you. see if we can make something happen. Let's um, get it working. <laughs> yeah, let's do this. So um so like where would you where would you like to be in five years, like five years from now? Twenty twenty five like what yeah um we're i mean
0: we would hope to be you know traveling with either you know a major act um touring either overseas or you know traveling either up and down the east coast i mean just again just doing it for a living and, and enjoying it because a lot of people i think a lot of people you know put stress on it and it's not something that you should be stressing about it's what you love to do and you're doing it because you love to do it. And if, if it's what you love, then it's going to turn out to be what you want it to be. Um, so, uh, I think five years from now, we're hoping to to be pushed even, even harder and even further.
2: I love it. I love it. Well, you certainly, you know, have all the ingredients to be able to make that happen. Um, and I'm sure you have a tremendous Fan base, and I, I wish you all the luck for sure. Thank and you. We hope we hope, it, uh, we hope it continues
0: to grow, and we hope for uh, for good things to come out of 2021, and, and for this uh, COVID outbreak to just end.
2: Yes, and people be safe. So just right. just to wrap things up, um, do you do you want to plug in where you're going to be? Like, give us a little plug as to where you're going to be the next um, the next, I guess, six weeks or so. Um, tell, tell the fans like what, what, uh, venues you're going to be playing.
0: Definitely. We can do that. Okay. Uh, this Friday, we are actually in Madison, Virginia, um, at Ball Top Brewing, uh, just the acoustic duo. So like I said, and I don't, I don't know if you, you've checked out or who is, who is who've all has checked out our, uh, social media pages or, or what we're doing but uh, we, we tend to travel around with, with different types of bands. You know, we have a duo show. We have a trio acoustic show. And then we have that full four piece. So uh, see so, yeah, this, uh, this Friday, we're out at Ball Top Brewing um, in Madison, Virginia. December 19th, we were in Raleigh, North Carolina at Tin Roof. Uh, we are super excited for that one. So if you're coming through Raleigh, or if you're coming in in north carolina come on out show us some love we like to have a good time good vibes so we hope to see everybody out there um uh, but other than that in january we're at uh, the, the damn grill in huddleston virginia or bedford virginia and um it is it is a small town grill that um started pushing local music here recently during the pandemic, and uh, a lot of people from that area, they're not there. There aren't many venues for people to play at or bars. You know, there's there's probably a bar every you know sixty miles. So um, this this is nice because it lets people come into there and, and listen to live music and local talent. Um, I actually missed one, December twenty sixth. We are in Roanoke, Virginia, at our hometown favorite bar. That's Martin's downtown. If you're ever coming through Roanoke, Martins downtown is the place to be uh, for live music. Um, Staff is great. Everybody's wonderful there. And the sound there is just amazing. Um, Other than that, we're looking into February and March, and and we're all over the place um, with different venues and shows like that. But for uh, uh, December and January, check us out. Let us know if you're ever coming through Roanoke or, or North Carolina. We would love to see you all space. And, uh, Love, love to meet new people.
2: Well, that's awesome. Thank you. Well, thank, thanks, guys. This has been a, a super-duper pleasure. Again, this is the Eric Wayne Band with Rock at Night.
1: You're listening to Rock at Night. The introductory song, Get On Down, is from blues artist Billy, Billy Bass Alford. Look for his music at ReverbNation.com.